check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm delighted to be joined by Secretary of the Cavan County Board, CCC, and um, I suppose organiser of the fixtures, essentially, in Cavan, Angela Hamilton. Angela, thanks so for coming in. Thank you for having me, David. We're delighted, delighted to have you here. Um, we're going to be taking a look at the conundrum and nationally it's been constantly talked about that the club players and, and the blight of the club players and not being able to get a set fixture calendar put out and you've been tasked with that job for the last couple of years around Cavan uh, for going into your third or fourth year coming up anyway but um, I, I was saying the reason I wanted to bring you in was that you sent out an email to all the clubs a few weeks ago looking for engagement about ideas, about where they saw problems, about where they'd like to see the solutions and, and how we can improve the calendar, um, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. I was tweeting for the last couple of weeks about when I seen the, the results coming in, knowing that they were coming in the same as probably you did, that concession after concession after concession this time of year. And just off air, you were saying to me that the emails you've received there seems to be a common team coming in about suggestions anyway. Yeah, well, I suppose the most common one that's come in on, I think every one of the emails I've received would be that the league to finish prior to our championship competitions going forward. Um, this is something we've kind of been trying to do over the last few years, but for one reason or another, it hasn't It hasn't happened. Um, this year, we took, I suppose, one step further by getting Division 1 finished prior to the championship, except for the league final. Um, but... The games then in Division 2 and 3 that had to be fixed after the championship, there was a, a majority of them conceded, um, which, as I say, we see nearly every year because unless clubs are fighting for to stay out of relegation or going for promotion or maybe a place in the league final, they're just not going to... The enthusiasm is not there to go out and play league fixtures at this time of year. Yeah, there, there's, there's no motivation there's, because, like we were saying, there's, not, there's nothing to play for. No. Like as, With the best will in the world, if... if I've been asked to go out as we come in here as lashing rain uh, you know yeah. as if I've been asked to go out and play a game and I have a, a prior engagement or a party that I want to go to but I've nothing to play for it doesn't benefit my club if I play it or if I don't play it no. why would I go out and play it oh absolutely and as you said pointed out with the weather and that at the moment and the weather we've had this year like clubs aren't going to make any particular effort to find a pitch if their own pitch isn't playable and really you wouldn't expect them to mm. if the game doesn't mean anything yeah. You know, and as I say, a lot of it is decided by this stage come the last couple of rounds, um in in nearly all the divisions. Um division two probably had more to decide this year and will come down to the the last round, but all the other games in the last round really didn't mean anything, so Yeah. It it is an unfair scenario though, like in Division Two, for example, your own club last weekend conceded to Bally Hayes, which keeps Bally Hayes in the hunt yes. for promotion there. Whereas I'm taking off the top of my head was uh, then were beat by your own club this year so they had to play that game which gives basically Ballyhays an advantage over then in, in that scenario if it did come to a head to head or yep. I think it's Crush Law is actually in 
the push head, it the in. Yeah, they're in the running now. They have to reach Drum Lane to get promotion. To get but promotion. if they happen to go out and draw with Drum Lane in the last round, they'll end up on the same points as Bally Hayes, yeah. who they happen to draw out earlier on in the year, which means the game will have to be played off. Yeah. Because it was a draw at the head to head, and there's conceded games throughout the division, which means the scoring difference can't be included. So, okay. of course, it all could end up at this point after Bally Hayes, I suppose, reaching 19 points because of a conceded fixture. Kirshlaw may have to go a step forward to try and gain promotion and may not in the end. Which so which puts Kirshlaw at a disadvantage it in it that yeah. they've played the extra games. Like I've seen in Division 3 where two out of the three teams that were going for that second place, Kildallan, yes. Knockbride and, and Drumgoon, yeah. that two out of the three teams had two games uh, conceded to them as in were given yes. the points on whereas one team yeah. was given only one and then below that Killing Care that I was involved with yeah. were given one game that they, they had been conceded to so it, it's it's an unfair it system is. when that ends up happening in, in, in a league competition It is and there's absolutely zero punishment for clubs at the moment for conceding games which is probably after looking at finishing the league before the championship would be the next most important thing that has to be looked at in this county is that you know, there has to be some kind of punishment clubs for conceding fixtures. Yeah. You know, because conceding, you know, it does unfortunately it's not the impact on themselves, it's the impact on other clubs and maybe the outcome of promotion and relegation every year. If you brought in a system we had tried fines before, fines don't work, as we talked about earlier on, fines punish the wrong people in a club you know yeah. the fund, the punish the people that are probably doing the fundraising in a club rather than the people who commit the crime or you know decide to concede the fixture mm-hmm. um, so there'd be a number of things probably would have to be looked at I know there's some counties in Ulster um, and has been suggested through the emails that have come in um, possibly some kind of points deduction for clubs mm. on the table if they concede a fixture yeah so, which which again, in your Division 1 and Division 2, that really could work very well because mm. a team maybe mid-table, if there was two points deducted on top of that, yep. it could put them down into a relegation playoff. It could have a yep. very, very strong impact. And, and and as one person suggested to me, it could be a, a gain in scale that concede one, you lose two points. Concede two, you lose four points. And yep. it, it continues on down through. So yep. that, I think that would be a real good deterrent. But... Uh, to take it back to, and I'm not sure were you secretary at the time, but when there was four divisions, you were obviously sure last yep. year, yep. four divisions of ten, there, there appeared to be a lot less concessions because with four divisions of ten, chances are you had your league finished before championship. Well, you did have your league finished before championship and also with ten teams in a league and nine games, the games are most of the games are meaningful because after even six or seven games, there's still an awful lot to play for. You know, when you have more teams in a division, it becomes games become mean less earlier on. Ah, your middle, you know, your yeah. middle gap becomes As I say, because if cushion. you get yeah, after so many games, clubs can you know anybody can start to see where they might be able to go, whether promotion is possible, is relegation avoided at this stage. And as I said, the more teams you have in a division, the more likely there'll be more games that will mean less in a nine a ten team division with nine games nearly every game is going to matter right up to the uh-huh. end and it definitely makes the leagues I suppose more exciting in that way yeah. um, and again less conceded games Yeah, so. and, and, and less conceded games now just again I know it was engagement with the clubs that brought back around the, <laughs> the three divisions and I don't 
know if you were involved in the I was. that was out and about. Yep. What, what was the feeling from the clubs? Why go back to the three three teams or three sorry leagues? Good question now. If I can remember exactly, um, I suppose they wanted to put more games on the calendar. I think there is a certain number of games you're supposed to give adult players mm. that would be recommended and I suppose that would be one reason we only had the nine games plus the spring league um, like the Breffley league the spring league wasn't hugely popular mm. um, clubs that bought into it got a lot of benefit from it which is again is the same as the Breffley league a number of years ago but you know clubs are thinking oh you're playing these games they don't mean anything you know and I suppose got rid of the spring league and extended the numbers in the all county football league by extending the the number of teams in each division. Mm, but with um, that came the problem. Came, with that came the problem again of trying to finish yeah. your league before the championship. You're trying to play more games, you know, in in the same space of time um, that you've had. Like we didn't have any more time to play them, and we're still in this county playing the majority of our league games with our county panelists, mm. which again puts the pressure on um, and. You're going in every year not knowing where your county team or how far they're going to go. So the availability of your county players isn't known either. Yeah. So, and it and it's, it's something it's something in Cavan that we've become very attached to this idea that we don't want to put on that club jersey unless my county team mate or who's, who's representing the county, unless he's available. But yeah. if you go to Mead where Mickey Brennan plays or go up to Dublin and a lot of Armagh you were Armagh, seeing off yeah. there, they don't. It Donegal is the same they don't play uh, no. league football if they're with the county and that's it now there might be the, the odd exception where county managers say listen you could do it a game away you go but we've seen the problem in Cavan this year where the four or five league games that had to be fitted in to try to get the league finished before Cavan went out in the championship led to a a spin of injuries. Yes. So oh yeah, though like we were approached by Matty, I suppose, when, when these games were being played and the injury count was going up, you know. And that's back again to the number of games that you know, I think people seem to forget that an in, you know, while an intercounty footballer is also a club footballer, you know, an intercounty footballer could have ten games played before yeah. the, the domestic league would start. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like so, say for as we're talking about next year, you know, April is going to be the club month in the calendar at that stage of the year. So you take a, an intercounty player, and he's going to play the McKenna Cup, and he's then going to play seven rounds of the National League, and then people are going to expect him to go back to his club and play four or five club games. This is all before the end of April, and then two weeks into May, you're going to play the Ulster Championship. So. Mm. You know, there's kind of a an issue there as well that I suppose the leagues are important. The leagues are the second competition, competition yeah. for your adult footballers in every county. But you know, at the end of the day, it's all just leading to a championship. Yeah. You know, whatever way, like it, it provides games for players. You have to provide, you know, the training to games ratio is another thing that comes up. So you have to provide games. Lads aren't going to train until the championship starts you know all year so that's what your league is there for but I suppose the emphasis still is far too high on the league 
well, in Cavan. E- even so. to take the, yeah, even to take the scenario of of twenty eighteen and and it's a reality now. McKenna Cup starts the last weekend in December. Yes. Um, runs runs straight in then to the National League if I'm right, or maybe one week of a gap. Yeah, the, and then the National League starts this year on the 28th of January. 28th of January. 28th so of January, that's yeah. that's essentially that from the first week in January until the end of March, county yeah. players have no weekends free. No. So so there's no opportunity there for clubs to play. Club, club league and be guaranteed to play players it's not It's not fair to ask well, a county player to say well listen talk out for Cavan on Saturday yeah. but we want you playing up in Shercock on Sunday morning and then the following Saturday night you play for Cavan again yeah. it's, it's, it's too much to ask so I, I think maybe do we have to get away with get away from this idea in Cavan that the league is super important and let the county players go and play it while and it, what essentially it's coming back to is the Breffney League, the idea to keep the games going for the for the ninety eight percent of the footballers, just keep yeah. those games going. Definitely is going to have to be in some format the way that we go. Um, I actually did get one email in in the last number of weeks that looked to go back to the Breffney League, and I actually did smile when I seen that one because we got fairly slated over the Breffney League when we yeah. had it. And um, the Spring League was slightly more successful, but not a whole pile, and you know they wanted rid of it. And now it's kind of like, you know, I suppose everybody is looking at the consistent calendar for the club player. And really, no matter what way you do it, to get that consistency, you're going to have to forego some more of your games without without county players. Because there's going to be huge time in in the good part of the year, I suppose. And the under 20 competition is going to be June, July and August. You know the senior championship competition is going to be then. Are you really going to sit out club players, as you say, ninety percent of your players, leave them sitting at home all them weekends to wait until them thirty or thirty-five players are back to play league games? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that we're going to go the way of Armagh or the way of Mead straight away, and we're just going to say no, we play the whole league without them. But I think we have to find middle ground. We have to start working towards. I suppose yes, the league is important. But as someone pointed out to me the other day, um, the other side of it is if you play more games without your county players, is there not more club lads getting a chance? Yeah, exactly. Getting a run out. Exactly. You know, when the in my own club, like when Killian or Niall or if they're not available, two other lads are getting a run yeah. out there and getting a chance. And them so, two lads are more likely to continue to train, to continue to put in their effort yeah. and, and, and try to say, Well, when these boys come back I'm going to be competing with somebody else for positions here, yeah. but let's keep that going. Like it's, exactly, it's is is an awful lot of it, and this is me coming as a manager. Is an awful lot of it managers wanting to say, "Well, I've won ten games this year, and I've won." Like you've obviously come across a huge amount of people ringing saying, "Angela, we can't play the game this weekend." What what's the excuses? What's the most popular? I say popular, but oh, common <laughs> excuse. Oh, well, it depends if the fixture is a fixture with county players and you know the one that comes up an awful lot is my you know our county panelist is injured and we have a game with county players this weekend we can't play it you know like it's kind of when you you can sit back and say well hold on a minute like you know he could be injured for the next six months yeah you know lads get injured you have to keep going without them if he's injured he's not playing the county either but you 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 get that a a considerable amount of clubs say you know, oh no, well, we're supposed to have him and he's not available now because he's injured, so we can't play. Right. You know, well, you have to. As I say, yeah. lads get injured, you know, and that that's the way of it, like, the, uh, and they wouldn't be available, so. 
but oh look you get so many excuses these days to not play football I think it's yeah. you know it, and, <laughs> and generally though it it appears to me right that it's 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 maybe the manager standing there and saying well geez, you know what this is an important game in my head mm. that we have to get this promotion and while I could do without him I can't do without him yes. Uh, so if he's not available, I'll play away. But if if my he's counter player, just I'm not playing without him. So like it's it's maybe it's maybe it's a symptom of of outside managers coming into clubs that they feel well. Look, at, I I have to I have to continually get this success straight away with results, and it's a results driven business for want of a better word. Well, it's a results driven business for all managers. I think outside managers and we all I suppose give out about them, yeah. but they get maybe the raw deal like any manager, whether it's if I'm inside a club or that, you know, our own club would have had inside managers for a number of years like but they're there they maybe want to keep the job, so they also have to yeah. come up with the goods like, you know, but probably the pressure is more so on outside managers, but absolutely managers aren't there to spend time thinking about the development of players like realistically they're there to win games and they're there to get promoted or to win a championship or avoid relegation or wherever it is that club would be so absolutely it's, it's definitely results based but I don't know if we're going to change that anytime no, soon no so. I don't I don't think so so yeah. looking looking ahead yours, there was a deadline date on, on e- an email coming in or suggestions yep. um, I can't recall it it passed it was last Thursday, I think the last email on date had the deadline of the 19th of October. Okay, but, but you're going to extend? Yeah, I'm going to extend it. Um, now, some clubs have come back, some individuals have come back with suggestions and that, um, and all great, and everything will be looked at, you know, but at this point, I think there's more out there, and I want to give, I suppose, more clubs, more people the opportunity to have a look at it. Um, we're going to hold a forum, but it's most likely not going to be till the end of November so I'm going to send out an email in the next couple of days extending it on into about mid-November Okay. urge clubs people to sit down look at it you know we've all been around the park here during the championship and around clubs throughout the year and everybody has suggestions everybody has opinions all I'm asking is to put them down in paper send them in everything as I say will be looked at I'm not saying everything will be done you it's know, not it's not possible. You have to look at, you know, you get the odd person that will send in, you know, suggestions that would look for monumental changes to a league or a championship competition. Mm. That's not going to happen. A league's a league. And, you know, we have the structures we have. They can be tweaked. They can be, look, you know, they can be looked at and certainly structures can change. But there really isn't going to be any outstanding changes, you know. But I suppose we will look at the structures but the the focus now for next year and the focus on the email that I sent out is what people want with regards to the plan what suggestions are there to make it better you know what have we done right mm. you know it doesn't necessarily have to be what we're always doing wrong you know if there's something that we're doing at the moment like I think this year most clubs are happy with the reserve competitions they were finished in good time you know and we did get a good a few clubs come back with feedback more or less saying you know keep doing that it's working and, you know, yeah. the reserve players are happy. It's important to state the the things that people like of you the current to. systems. Yeah, you have to look at both. there's the opportunity then for 
for them to be thrown out yes if, if people if people don't, don't stand, stand up and say well no keep that yeah. this is working you know yeah. and as I say you have to remember like your reserve competitions as well you know mm-hmm. and this year definitely seen a, a, an improvement in how they ran yeah. and finished up and as I say I think the reserve players and clubs or those involved with them teams were pretty happy about that so yeah. the number of concessions was way down on the reserves this year apart from division 2 yes it was right. division 2 <laughs> We had issues with the the reserve, specifically the reserve league in Division 2 and ended up very small numbers and some of them clubs really didn't, you know, realistically probably have teams. But as I say, we look at that and improve that for next year. Um, Which again, and again with my managers had on, sometimes you you start off your first training of the year and everybody's gung-ho because they're (laughs) January and the the New Year's resolutions are out and I'm going to play lots of football. And then after two or three trainings in the mud, where you think you have 32 players you could be down to 20 and that, very quickly <laughs> yeah and that, that can happen and yeah. I suppose that, that that is the difficulty with reserve that it's not always going to be exactly what the manager would like to play the like. second team and get yeah. everybody football but if he hasn't got the contents to, to put onto the field yeah. what can he do in those situations yeah well I suppose what we try to do the last few years is leave the entering of reserve teams as late as we can you know, to see, mm. as you say yourself, like when you start off, you may have great numbers. You know, come March or that, the beginning of March, you think, well, I'm after losing four yeah. or five boys and they're not coming back. So I may not have that second team or we may have to relook at this again. So I suppose the later we can leave it to kind of ask clubs to send in their entries for the reserve competitions, the better, you know, and not be saying to them the 1st of January, you have to say now whether or not yeah, you yeah. have a second team because, as you said yourself, you just really don't know at that stage. So, And you, you want, if, if clubs are entering teams, it causes us serious issues when they then find themselves having to concede nearly all their games. You know, you might yeah. think, I've eight or nine teams here, I have a good division, this is going to be a good league. And as what happened this year, you could end up then with six it's not so good you're trying to maybe play home and away or look at doing something like that and you know it's not I suppose when you have to re-look at it again at that stage of the year it's not good so we mm-hmm. better off waiting later in the year and make sure clubs know what they have and there was a few things done to help with the reserve football as in that I think 13 aside was the rule yep. but if you have 15 allowed once to, agreed yeah, once you agreed can go between with that. the two sides yep. which, which meant that rather than it being 15 but we can't play 13 yeah. it meant the other way around no it's better going with the lower because then you'll get more games played like there yeah. has been over the years an odd time where a team at 15 won't agree to go 13 and have let a game go yeah and that yeah. you know that can't be the scenario either yeah. so. the, the only the only objection that I'd have and I've seen it twice this year was a team wanting to play 13 aside because the style of football suited them but leaving 7 or 8 lads sitting on the bench and I thought oh. that, that was a little bit silly short sighted by, by those clubs involved it is and uh, there has been a couple of times this year when clubs have opted to play f- uh, 13 aside and have left considerably more than 7 or 8 yeah. on the bench and I'm talking 17, 18 players yeah. and that's back to okay getting to the closing stages of a competition and maybe looking at winning and that and that's fine you know you have that and I'm not you know I'm not here to say that that's wrong but you know there was two lads there that could have got a bit of football that didn't you know and and who knows if them boys will be back next year well that's it well I'm not a player but it has to make you pretty angry when you do all Mm -hmm. that training and you see a manager or a club opt to play at the lower numbers yeah. when they could have given other couple of lads football with 16 or 17 on a bench yeah well, so. definitely I, I, I see myself twice this year in the scenario where 
I had great numbers sitting on the bench. Mm. So had the opposition. Good enough to play 15 aside, yeah. but the manager decided, no, we're only going to play 13 yeah. because they... they As you said, that may be, it was, yeah. It was a great decision, but for to give lads football, it wasn't. Which, you um, know, to give lads football should be the, I suppose, the... Should be priority. in an ideal world the priority, but I know it's not always that way. Yeah. So, Look, looking ahead then to, to to next year again, the championship this year, all all three grades with the with the round robin system, which I thought was absolutely brilliant from an entertainment point of view. Anyway, mm-hmm. and every Sunday even going in and the drawing put back out. But looking looking at the Gaelic life, and I was talking to a couple of people from other counties. By the time a Cavan team comes through a championship like that. They've, they've a minimum of seven games played, mm. so they, they they have a longer stretched out championship, but also a more intense championship. Like in Derry, for example, you have a quarter, first round, quarter final, semi final, final with a weekend gap between each. Yes. And in Cavan, you've you've the opposite end. Now, it, the balance between that, you're getting good football for an awful lot. But it's leaving Cavan teams a little bit weak. Has there been any people talking about? Have you heard much about the structures of the championship? Um, not well. I've heard from I suppose more so being from being around for the championship fixtures. You hear a lot from I suppose the supporters' point of view, and mm. it is exciting and it, it's good the way it's done. And you know, I suppose the week in week out thing is when we looked at it when the review committee in 2015 like it was something that was attractive and I think it works and mm. you know I think it, from that point of view it's going well um, I have heard or it was a comment was made recently that it is not a good championship if you're a team manager now it wasn't extended on but I think that is something probably to do with the amount of time you have to maybe the, the unknown of your opposition and maybe not being able to do your homework on your opposition, which is fine. You know, I can, I can, I suppose, see that point of view as well. Like, but we had the group system, and everybody in May knew exactly who they were playing yeah. in the championship group stages. And you know, I think realistically, it was a bit dead at that stage. You know, it was very kind of unexciting, and you know, but I can still see the point from from I saw mm-hmm. a manager saying that I'd I'd have been not. on I'd have been on the side of the manager at yes. that before it actually started. All right, but once once it actually started, and I started to realise that look, at, there's no point in me going to seven games of no. the opposition. I'll, I'll I'll concentrate more of my time and make sure my team yeah. is right. I I thought it was actually brilliant as a manager, and I thought mm. while last year was great for us, this year not so good for us. But I still I still think the system. Is correct because I'd I'd make the debate that even in the group system you can get lucky that you're drawn in a strong yeah. group a weak group whichever the case may mm-hmm. be and therefore progress into it. You could be lucky in this system that you get three handy draws mm. or or and, or you and can be very through. unlucky. I think Arva were very unlucky this year. Arva got level. Yeah. very tough games yeah. and they're only backup senior and you know I suppose but that's. That's, but the, still, that's the system. They still can't argue, and myself and Killing Care as yeah. manager, I can't argue with us being relegated because of the system. I no. think the system was right that the best teams will come through. You know, mm-hmm. they mightn't they mightn't necessarily be the best team at the start of the championship mm-hmm. or and and then progress at the end, but the good teams will come through. They've plenty of opportunity well, to do it. I think through most systems that will especially championship systems, that will be the outcome. Like it has been one of the emails that come in have looked to go back to the backdoor system. Yeah. You know, again, possibly because of what you were saying there, you know, 
it's tough to win the championship in Cavan now. You have a mm. lot of games and then, you know, you really, I suppose, you've earned it when you get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is one way of looking at it. You know, the backdoor system, I suppose Monaghan have a backdoor structure of that. Sure. And it's fine. I would see nothing. I think a backdoor system is exciting enough in itself. A lot of counties would use it. Um, we have used it, you know. But I would preference, I suppose, from our point of view, from making your you know your standout competition mm-hmm. the best it can be I think the structure we have at the minute is, is definitely the one we'll be sticking with for a while yeah um, what what that brings though again and I, I remember looking back from way before the championship knowing that because Cavan in intermediate and junior were in preliminary rounds in Ulster yes. probably had an impact on the league that where you could have fit in one more game in division 2 or division 3 that opportunity was gone but so it, it was very clear from mid-summer that league wasn't going to be finished no. before championship and now going into next year at what stage of the year do you find out about the the club fixtures at provincial level so that you know that your championship is then guided out because of that well the structure of the Ulster club competition from what we've been told isn't going to change I know there's a lot of calls for a calendar year yeah. for the provincial you know for that end of things yeah. Um but up, you know, next year anyway, that's not going to change. So you know, we'll know now, as I say, soon when the draw, when Ulster get their calendar for next year sorted out, we will have an idea whether we're in preliminary rounds or not again next year. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I suppose for next year anyway, it's not going to be probably hugely different. You're going to be restricted by whether or not, like, if you are, if lucky enough to get to quarterfinals with all your your senior, intermediate, and junior, you're looking at the end of October, and you have a bit of breathing space there. Um, but it's very hard to judge at the minute without having the new plan for the national fixtures and the Ulster fixtures that will come from that. It's very hard at the minute to really see where mm. your club fixtures are going to go. It, it, you know, it's, it's nearly <laughs> impossible though because. As I said before, ninety-eight percent yeah. of the Gaelic football players are club, club players, players, and you have your two percent are county. Yeah. But yet, the the ninety-eight percent are waiting till the end to find out. You can't make your fixture plan for Cavan until you've got Crow Parks, then Ulsters, yeah. and then you can work around it. Yeah. And and at this moment in time, we're in coming up to the first week in November. Mm-hmm. You don't have that yet. No. So it it, it makes your job. It's it, it's difficult. Well, it's difficult in that way, but there's no scenario ever going to be where the club fixtures are going to get decided first, and I suppose the county fixtures are going to fit it around us. You know, but, unfortunately, but couldn't Crow Park do it earlier? Like what? What's oh, the they could, and and hopefully, I, I think this year because it's the first year of it, okay. and special congress also held up. I know from from talking to to some of the people involved in Crow Park like we knew at a meeting in, in Ulster a couple of weeks ago that there would be delays because Special Congress didn't happen until the end of September yeah. and this is a whole new territory for everybody from the top yeah, down yeah, yeah. Ulster can't do much until the national plan is out yeah. we can't do anything until both the national and Ulster plan are out but we're still hoping by the end of November that both of them will be out and we'll be able to start looking at how our club calendar will be for next year and taken into account what suggestions come in and what we can do like we were in a meeting there last Saturday there was a possibility that in order to get this consistency for club players on the calendar next year is I suppose what the, the, the main objective is that you might have to tweak your competition structures Yeah, you know whether that's tweaking the league to kind of fit it in 
you know, and, and, and achieve that finish before the championship that, as I say, it seems to be what everybody wants. And it is, sens- you know, it is the most sensible thing to, to be looking at. Yeah. Um, but until, as I say, we get the national plan, the Ulster plan, we don't know what we have to do yeah. to get our plan right for next year. But as I said, we want suggestions in so many people in this county, they're it's a great football and mad county and yeah. people really take an interest and in, and pay attention to what is going on like and so I think there's a lot more suggestions out there. Yeah. And I, I'd and urge people to get them in. And you don't want them just from secretaries or no. from let everybody that has a suggestion. Everybody. I've been stopped outside Refuge there the last few weeks and people want to talk about it and, you know, people have suggestions and as I said, tell you maybe what isn't working and they will also tell you what is working I've had emails in from managers I've had emails in from clubs who have had meetings about the email I sent out I've had emails in from people who are just supporters so anybody like I say it's not restricted Um, everybody is welcome and as I say every suggestion we will look at any feedback at all they want to send in we will have a look at it yeah let's look at it I, I, I was saying at the start of this that I thought the idea of getting the engagement because like like you I'm sure everywhere you go people want to talk football and I'm pretty much the same but people are very very quick to give out and give out but now's the opportunity to give a solution yes. so come out with the solution come out and be part of it because yep. there's no point in turning around at the end of the the, the winter and saying oh geez, well Angela Hamilton's after doing mm. this again you have the opportunity now to engage exactly. so get get stuck into it and yep. I, I think that's why I, I, I said at the uh, I wanted you to come in to, to get people to to really engage in this mm-hmm. process because it is and and I hate people saying about oh well look at that look at the way they're doing that clubs run counties yes. and yet they don't they don't treat it like that they no. they come away from county board meetings and have blame very easy to blame Jerry Brady or Paddy Shannon or Angela mm-hmm. Hamlin or whoever the case may be go in and change it and do something about it and this is an opportunity it is it's a big opportunity and as I say we're going to hold the forum you know we haven't a specific structure in place but the idea would be to have not just the chairman and secretary of clubs coming in mm-hmm. we want county players in there we want club players in there we want managers who are with their own clubs managers who look to go outside of their own club to manage teams we still want the chairman and secretary we want the guy that doesn't miss a game from one end of the year to the other yeah. that probably knows more than the whole lot of us put together <laughs> and I know lots of them <laughs> but you know we want everybody at the forum we want everybody to, to sit down and put their ideas down on paper you know and as I say we don't know what's going to come out of it there could be mm. something out there we haven't thought of we haven't looked at something that may suit the calendar going forward that maybe hasn't suited it up to now because of the new changes in the structures at inter-county level so as I say it's, it's there's a lot to do in the next few months but I think at the end of it we could get something out of it that club players which is the aim now is to get club players and clubs happy with the calendar going forward and stop the, the, the unknown as mm. has been the last number of years well, so. definitely look, looking at the the movement towards the CPA this is an opportunity for anybody who wants to move towards the CPA to engage in the process like the, yep. the fixtures was the biggest thing about the CPA so let's let's get out there and try and make it make a difference while I was talking to you there I'm just thinking of next year though I, I, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm struggling to see where if there's a need for 13 games in a league where there's a window for those games um, with the with the calendar next year, as you, as you said, April, there's the opportunity for four games. But after that, then you go into championship, and 
if Cavan or Out get, get any sort of a run, you're going to get it hard to fit in anything more than two or three games over that period until Cavan are out. Yeah, it, it does present its own set of problems, I suppose, the new st- what they're trying to do with the new structures and leave club-only weekends. Club-only weekends are fine, but when they happen... You know, it's not going to be a case, in my opinion, that, you know, come April, you know, Matty's going to hand over a panel of 30 mm-hmm. county players and say, use belt away with your clubs for the next four or five weeks and come back to me 10 days before the Donegal game. You know, realistically, naive. you would be naive in thinking that that is going to be the case, you know. So you have to look at your whole year. Again, as I said, you might have to look at how you're running, your, you know, the league, the championship. I think is going to more or less take care of itself because yeah. what most clubs or most counties have been looking at is really and truly the inter-county championship is going to finish earlier. You know, for the majority of counties in Ireland, you could be out of it in July. Yeah. I don't think you're going to have a problem finding, you know, even if we make an All-Ireland in the next few years, you're still going to be playing it in August. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the pressure isn't so much on the championship. The pressure is now that we do want to finish our league before the championship and how we go about that. Like we were talking before we started about the leagues and we still play a, an awful lot of our games with county players in Cavan. I think this year, I think it was, there was only two without it in Division yeah. 1 and three in Division 2 and 3. Um just meant 10 games in that Division 2 and 3. Yeah. Aside from, I suppose, what people may not think about when they're looking at club fixtures, you know, on their own, is that, you know, county players, did they need to play 10 league games with their clubs? Mm-hmm, you know, exactly. after playing seven in the National League, three in the McKenna Cup, and, you know, have no way of knowing what they're going to be playing in the Championship, they're going to be available to their clubs for the Championship. Mm-hmm. And as I say, we certainly would want them available to their clubs for some of the league. But maybe half of the games, you know, possibly yeah. to start off with and see where we go. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that we go down the road of the Armas and that and just completely run your league without them. I don't know <laughs> if we get that over the line anyway, if it was what we wanted, because, you know, you have to, I suppose, work slowly with clubs too. Um, so there definitely is going to be tweaks to how we run the league competitions, I think, especially um, in order to work with this new calendar yeah. and try and achieve what from what I can gather at this stage is what most people want at all levels is to get the league over before the club championship yeah well definitely Angela that was absolutely brilliant uh, one final thing did you enjoy Shercock winning the championship it yeah. must have been some buzz around the town <laughs> it was great I suppose unexpected I suppose for a lot of people around the county um, but I think as a community we had a pretty tough year and um lost a lot of people mm. in the run up to the championship and um, it was a huge boost and put a smile on a lot of faces around the town now um, and delighted for the lads and they put a lot of work in and um, yeah we were pretty happy with our win now. Yeah I've I, I seen enough videos online to, <laughs> yeah. to, to agree with that statement but it was, it was, a, it was a great occasion for yeah. the town and, and in fairness Probably people expected it three, four years ago to happen with Shercock yes. that they were coming through, but to finally get over the line with, with such a quality bunch of players, in fairness, I'd say it was just a, a joy and maybe testament to an awful lot of work done at Underage for a few years oh, there so and, and constantly going. Yeah, look at the club, as I say, we haven't, you know, we've done everything, I suppose, in house managers, and that's the last number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, as was said, I think, at the day of the win, um, not you know, we weren't even looking at just the people that were over the team this year the thank people that were over the team 
a number of years ago, Barry Riley and, and, and these people. Like, the work was done from there. It wasn't all done two weeks before the final this year. Yeah. You know, players were brought on and, you know, lads were just ready for it, I think, this year. You know, when we played Kilishandra a few years ago, we nearly won it, but I suppose we just weren't there yet, maybe. Yeah, a bit though. young. Yes, a wee bit young at that stage. But yeah. as though some of them would argue now, they're probably a wee bit too old. But <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Killian Clark might just retire forget about him at this point Angela thank you very much and look at the best of luck and, and we do encourage people to engage in the process I think it's a, a really good initiative well, well done to all involved so that brings us to the end of this week's McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast get on the Twitter let us know your opinions um, on these on the fixtures committee and on, on, on what we can do to improve the structures of the competitions within Cavan but it's, uh, it's, it's open engagement and please do get involved Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend and free function room, we cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet.